I could use a breath of fresh movie. <laughs> I absolutely am just dying for a breath of fresh movie right now. Oh my God. We have a name. This is, that was fun to say. It took a minute, but we're here. That's kind of a fun like intro. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what, Chelsea? Yeah, Victoria. Yeah. I'm ready for a breath of fresh movie. This week, mm-hmm. we watched Clifford. Indeed. We watched Clifford. Now, I won't lie, like, um, Clifford. I said I want a, a, the words big red dog usually follow in my brain. Yeah. That's not what this is. No. <laughs> just want to get that out there. Yeah. In case there's anyone like me. That was that's an important caveat and apparently it was an, an important caveat then too. Was it? Yes. I, okay. Yes. You know something about this. Um so this movie came out in Well, so that's the funny thing. It was filmed in 1990. It was supposed to come out in 1991. But I guess Orion, the production company, was totally financially fucked. Right. So they couldn't release it until 1994. Yes. So I don't know what year we're call, saying this movie was made. I think, yeah, I, I think 1990. this was 1990, 1991. And then, yeah, like you yeah, said, the delayed release, financial setbacks. Um, yeah. I don't know any more than that. And Orion, I mean, I do kind of vaguely remember seeing that come up on the screen as yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was very, there was a deja vu nostalgia moment when I saw that before yeah. watching this movie. Me too, just yeah. at the top. And this is a PG rated movie, so it's kind of a, it feels like a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like positioned that way, but it's strangely kind of also not a kid's movie. It's definitely very dark in some, oh, of, it's its, dark, some yeah. of its subject matter. So yeah, there's definitely that tonal dissonance that's happening. Yeah. I, in fact, I think I saw it described as a slapstick black comedy. Yeah. Which is yeah. exactly what it is. That's that would be yeah. astute, but yeah, the fact that it was supposed to be geared towards like as, as a family movie with kid for kids. Yeah, was... well, and evidently, right, nineteen ninety around that time was like when Home Alone first came out. So... I can only imagine if those were in like imagine if they were in the theater like around the same time. I know, and Home Alone spurred on so many movies where it was like a. I believe the phrase I read was um, like kids rule, adults drool, you know, kind of like basically anything where the kid is the hero and wins and like kids can identify with. Yeah. Yeah. But in this movie, the kid who's Clifford is played by a 40 year old Martin Short. Indeed. Indeed. What do you think about all that? I just it's it's insanely distracting. You know, it's just it's I get some of the humor based on like. It, it being of his style when he's doing Second City, but he's he's such a broad caricature and just genuinely psychopathic in yeah. a number of scenes. <laughs> oh my God, he's horrifying. Um, he is so over the top. I mean, he makes Jim Carrey look like... Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wa- I wa- No, I, I watched this that. movie and... Uh, subsequent to that, had a conversation with my mother on the phone, and I was like, "Like Martin Short is just—he's just fucking bananas in this yeah. movie. He is banana. Like it is—it's him at his most. Mart- he's never this more Martin Short than this. The the insane amount of energy he puts into this weird role—it's yeah. like <laughs> absolutely psychotic. Yeah, you have to you have to commend Martin Short for it, but also it's it's. Uh, Oh boy, it is. You yeah. know, it's a it's a lot. I mean, there were. I will say there were a couple of moments that did make me laugh out loud. Same. I ha- I wrote a few of those down. Okay. But I'm curious to know what 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 made you laugh. You know, maybe you'll get you get started because I should have written mine down. No, I mean I don't have a ton. Just to get the plot out of the way. Oh, I just remembered one too. By the way, great. Okay, cool. The cool. whole thing is that this family of three 
mom, dad, and the kid, Clifford, are on their way to Honolulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad's got a big, important business, what have you, he's got to get to. The kid really wants to go to Dinosaur World, which is in Los Angeles. And he's like, well, when we stop there, we can go. And he's like, this plane's not stopping in Los Angeles. So what does the kid do? He makes the plane like almost crash so that they have to emergency land. He literally shuts down the engines of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's a real, it happens really fast. And that's just like our entree into (laughs) into it. Simultaneously in Los Angeles where, okay, it's going to be confusing because the character's name is Martin. Yeah. It's played by Charles Groton. And then there's Clifford who's played by Martin short. So it's like, okay, just if we're saying Martin, it's, I'm already doing so much thinking. Oh, uh, it's so much. This movie. I know, but he's having a great life with a work thing. Yeah. He's got a gal that he's trying to marry and she's convinced he's not ready for kids. So he has this problem and simultaneously the parents have this problem of like this kid, they won't let him back on the flight after he tried to crash land. Yeah. We have to leave him. Oh, we'll leave him with uncle Martin. And so these two people kind of need each other in this weird way that I think is like, yeah, kind of funny. Or it sets up a kind of a perfect balance in that. Um, Just why the tolerance needs to be so high for how insane Martin yeah. Short's character yeah. is, Clifford is in this movie. Like we need to, we need someone who's like, re- who really needs to try to power through what he's doing instead of just like Ugh. throwing him out a window. Yeah, it's the kid's insane. But, you know, he shows up and his uncle has to just like, oh, try to put on this good show for his, for his lady played by Mary Steenburgen. Yeah. And just like, you know, try to get through it. But it, it all falls apart because this kid is insane and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And it all ends at this place, Dinosaur World, the place where Clifford wants to go the whole time. And there's this big climactic scene. And it's actually, as far as practical effects go, that was... It was very impressive. There was a actually. lot of work. I mean, the, that roller coaster, I want to go to Dinosaur World and I want to yeah. ride that fucking roller coaster they, that is in this movie. They put a lot of care into it, actually. It looked like a really, like, the concept and, and then, like, how it was put together in a special effects way, like, yeah. was very... You could tell it was a real mixed media kind of experience. Anyway, it was really cool. I thought it was really nice. And in like a life and world where almost everything is CGI'd, this looked kind of real. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, just throwing that out there. I think uh, there's a real pithy thing I want to read before we get into like the moments that made us laugh. Okay. Which was the New York Times description was uh, man as boy in devil's clothing, more stunt than movie and stolen by Chuck. Which is a reference to Charles Grodin, who truly does steal the movie. Absolutely. If, like, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, I think he, he lets us into an actual character. I think there was a review I read, and I can't remember which one it was, but he is describing how Clifford is such a bombastic character. There's no breathing room for us to engage with him, actually. He's yeah. constantly off putting. There is never a moment of. <sighs> so frustrating. And even even starting out at the very beginning with this wayward Boysville uh, Institute, which <laughs> I that, love that. that definitely made me I, laugh. At I the wrote start. that down too. It was. Um, yeah, I did. I did like the campiness of that. Of that. I moment. also love how all you need to do to make a place look futuristic is put in like um, some outdoor lighting. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much. That and add some stripes to people's clothes. Like the and the the gates had like the a gate, little. Yeah, yeah, they were they know, were automatic. Automatic. But I mean, like, whatever, come on, those existed in the seventies. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But still, anyway, they, they, I digress. That's the vibe. So, I mean, I know I understand to a point why they're showing they showed us him at the beginning, I think, you know, because they really needed us to, like, be reassured from the get go that at some point he 
changes his ways or matures and so like i feel like we needed to be signaled that yeah, that's that a was a, point. Ch- a choice that was deliberate there i really like yeah that they tell the story in the envelope of another story which is like yeah. right like we're at the end of clifford well not the end of his life but he's an old man and he's a priest at yeah wayward boysville and which that i mean sentence kind of sounds dirty but it's totally innocent there's nothing you know just these are delinquent boys who need who need, who need correction and i like that they make it clear that the kids don't really like him that much like there's some scene where he gives advice in this very fatherly way and as he walks away tomatoes are pelted that kind of just yeah. narrowly miss him and so you know where he stands it's not my favorite i mean i'm thinking about other movies that do that that have that envelope of like an adult telling a child a story like princess bride right. or i don't know benjamin button there you go yeah. whatever it is but it, it so it has that vibe that's part of that kid's packaging around it but mm-hmm. i found that whole wayward kid that he's talking like i just i did not give a shit like I, the, the, there was no reason or t- like that kid seemed like he might have been a little sedated i don't know what was going on oh but. yeah well, then the, the kid in that opening scene is um Corey from boy meets world is it really yeah oh my god i didn't know if you noticed that i was like maybe i'm being redundant if i bring this up but no. i love I, I that really tickled me oh shit he, I, I liked i liked his casting because he does give this very saturday school matter of fact like oh i gotta learn a lesson <laughs> like as a young kid oh boy oh man and, but like, so I will say, I feel like, especially by the end, like when, when we see him again at the end, I, I like that casting of him okay. as that kid character. You're more. for it. All right. You know, cool. but in the no. open, in the opening, he's totally inconsequential. You don't care about yeah. anything. This is just, oh, we need an excuse. Yeah. To get and Martin to... Short cover with that stick and stipple, that thing they may do to make your skin look old. Yeah. It would look like, like they just had like a sheet of that. Like yeah. it looked like you could see kind like of where thing... it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's also a guy in this movie who there's debate about whether or not he wears a wig or he's, oh, or he's yeah. bald or not yeah and it's like right the actor in reality is definitely not bald at one point he's unwigged it was obvious that like oh right there's a bald cap there and yeah. just for this one scene we put a bald cap on a guy with hair to put a wig on top of that bald cap so that she could yank it off mm-hmm. you know it's like oh the movies totally, <laughs> totally. i did like how when that wig went away the next time you see him his wig has like a long ponytail it's a backup wig from a different right. era where ponytails were cool yeah like, it's like yeah that I was that. that was a funny detail i liked that, 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 I did. that he had to go but that character's wig. so fucking slimy He's slimy and and again and also just um, for a kids movie too. Yeah, it's a lot. He's like throwing himself at at, it, at Mary and the in talks the... about her like acting like a virgin and shit yeah oh no but girl girls like no means yes like he does uh, this whole sleazy so like I don't believe, it's not gonna stop me like yeah it's, really i mean she does have a, a funny moment i do think it's kind of funny when she's trying to take the necklace off and it's like stuck getting her off her head i mean that, is that like, was a funny it was, was kind of funny i mean it reminded me actually a little bit of a new leaf with oh, the, yeah, yeah. the fucking you know except creepy because it's not a consensual honeymoon it's a woman who's just pushed a you know, what would, what would we call him? Just a wolf, or I feel like that's oh, that's oh, like an old term for a wolf in sheep's clothes. A disgusting or, no. asshole. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Like you know, you like yeah. that used to be like what you describe. Like um, oh, he's just a well, it's just a wolf. You gotta look out for yeah. wolves. Yeah, you know? like every yeah. woman should know how to handle that. And that's like that. the perspective of yeah 
I feel like that's where, but I would, I would have to imagine even in like 1990 when it was made that that is like an antiquated. Oh yeah. We do see it in more movies. He's supposed to be gross. And like, you're you're right there with, um, you're right there with Martin to suspect it all, you know, and it it is true. So it's like, it all feels, but it just is odd for a a PG kids movie. There was a strange B plot that involved like an attempted rape. (laughs) I mean, the fact that he is so unabashed about it at that point in the car, I was like, oh, it's it just went there it, and it really like i that scene just begins with him having just lunged on her like there's yeah. no lead up yeah exactly just, like, i thought it was going to be more of like a, it was a slimy suggestion it was effective you know? no I yeah mean, i mean i will give the editing credit there like i think that was actually a pretty sublime cut to me yeah um let's just get to it <laughs> just like we, yeah. we have all well because there was a dinner and jewelry so you know yeah let's just skip this arbitrary build-up we we yeah. want to see this guy be a sleaze so we can get to the yeah. next step with her character's yeah. realization and so that was like those qualifiers are moments kind of like Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which is a different list that's yeah, a different list <laughs> it is related to that scene mm-hmm. when they're in san francisco and she says some line about like, don't you think I can spot a fake? Oh, and then yeah. these two ladies come up. It's like so obvious that these are either uh, like drag queens or transsexuals. It, it does feel a little 1990 in that they're like calling, essentially saying that's a fake woman, you know, I think is the actual like logic yeah. of that scene. But there is something... Um, kind of trojan horsey though about that being again in this kids movie this pg kids movie and it's in san francisco so it's actually a very great detail i think the joke is at their expense which is unfortunate but i i Mm -hmm. got a certain kind of kick out of it that i felt was just more about that's San Francisco, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and, it was, it, it, and, she, I, it, and that she's kind of naive. I think I, I hear everything you're saying there. It's just unfortunate. It's like even watching it now for the first time, it's like, oh, that, I mean, that, that caught me when it yeah. was like, you know, I'm like, I, you know, yeah. but, but I do get the context, you know, I yeah. get when it came out, you know, and it's interesting though. That it I was see, in there. I see that like, you know, it doesn't seem like it was a joke intended to punch down. I think it no. was, it was more just the nuts and bolts of that situation. Yeah. And then it, but it also happened to like all the women are at, are at yeah. stake. In that I, I, I feel um, like there's, it was, it's, a, it's of its time, but it was a sense. moment that stood out to me. Yeah. I, and then at one point there's an anniversary party for, what's her name what is mary's character's name it's like i'm blanking on it right now because i'm just I keep is picturing it sarah her davis or something like that oh sarah is is sarah it, i think it's sarah her parents are having an anniversary party and she, mm-hmm. she, so she invites her fiance uh martin and clifford because she's mm-hmm. just met clifford who now has like this insane romantic fixation on her yeah which is borderline uncomfortable i mean started like. with him basically peeking in the shower or like he puts his dinosaur in the shower yeah. to startle her which is not a euphemism for anything yeah <laughs> yeah no it's just his toy dinosaur that he like er, like he yeah. like very passionately and cartoonishly talks to stefan stefan yeah, yeah. stefan is like it's almost like a ventriloquy relationship he's a, he's able to say horrible things because well stefan says that like what and like god this guy is so infuriating like, yeah so infuriating and no one is really like quite as good at showing like psychic pain mm-hmm. as charles groden yeah there's like one scene where he walks in on him 
it's like the first night that they're together and he's like drinking a huge big gulp and like eating donuts. He's fucking watching like a national geographic video of these like which he was narrating too wasn't he that sounded like his voice maybe but it's, martin short yeah, yeah it was footage of like i think you know i don't know if they were african but they were these these dark-skinned women dancing with no tops on and like like clifford's watching it and like just like having a sugar fest it's this background thing but it really like stood out it was just like ooh, jesus no like, i mean i think i think that was pretty there, that's just there was t- a tone, lot. There tone was, was was way yeah. way weird in that moment. Yeah, like yeah. the flags are are abundant in those like moments. Oh, I'm yeah. like, what am? I'm not saying no ten year old would do that, but it, it, in some ways it does feel like something a ten year old would do. But it's just like, but we're choosing to show this in this way, and and it's very casual and like I don't know. I and we and, and it also we cannot ignore this is a 40 year old man playing a 10 year old boy right and so there's like a sexual subtext even if like you know you know or maybe you you can but i don't think that's the intention is to forget i think the point is that he is supposed to be yeah and i think the fact that was like what reviewers had a problem with was like you you can't forget that he's a 40 year old man yeah it's it's too distracting it's unless you're playing it up like yeah you know the heavy camp or something maybe like yeah. you know the the broadness of watching it like whether it's second city or like you know you still see that like groundlings or um at some of the ucb sketch shows playing a big character like that yeah um, it you know. feels like a sketch character that was like given a whole movie exactly yeah yeah which again like that's a difficult thing to sustain and martin short is just he's just insane he's like there's no um moment of quiet he has that look on his face whenever he's plotting something where he yeah. kind of like, it's not going cross-eyed, but he does this weird kind of dead stare. Very, very intense, yeah, scary it, face. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I really empathized with Martin, Charles Grodin. Like, how can you not? Which is, I think, the big reason why, you know, he we steals it. And oh. we, we're all like just <laughs> running to him. Yeah. Like, please anchor this somehow. Yeah. Please. Any luck finding that chocolate? Any luck finding that chocolate? <laughs> oh, I, I'd hate to put this into hyperdrive, but I just can't seem to stop myself. Yeah, it was so funny at that point. It was so it was so earned and still understated. Yeah, no, like, that that's understated. That's exactly what Charles Grodin is like a master of. It was really good, and you know, even that moment after that they have and. You know, um, Clifford's trying to apologize. You know, he just gotten he his, he was just saved, rescued from the right. ride, and then uh, you know Martin's like he's like, he still refuses to give him a hug, which I thought was like very real. Actually, yeah, like, this like, is some very real acting coming from him <laughs> in this moment. You know. And I really actually appreciated that, you I know, too. yeah, he was like, he, it, yeah. yeah, even, even in that very, one of the very last scenes where, uh, Clifford they've made up and that's all good. And he's mm-hmm. the ring bearer, uh, and he's, at this he's wedding. still not a and <laughs> yeah, like he, you know, uh, little Clifford gets a kiss on the cheek from Sarah and then he kind of has his eyes closed. He's kind of turning his cheek to Martin, yeah. waiting for him to kiss. And you can tell Martin doesn't want to do it. And there's a lot of eyes between her and him as he like keeps refusing. Just little little shakes of the head yeah. and like little no, like I don't have to do that, yeah. do I? And, like, yeah. It's all in his face. And no, he's just such a a deft performer or was. Uh, and it's he's, he's a- he walks away with everything. That whole scene where. 
I mean, he screams at him a lot. There's a lot of different ones like that, but yeah. there's one in particular where he is like, "Can you?" J-? He's like, "Can you just be a human boy?" Yeah, this, that was <laughs> that was the one that I thought of that really just killed me. It's like, look at me like a human. Look at me. Like, yeah. faces. Like, it was Couldn't so do it. funny. He's like, you're doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, Look at me like a human being. Yeah. <laughs> apparently that like human boy line was improvised. It's so funny. And yeah, Groden apparently never broke. Wow. Never. Not in this movie anyway. That was, um, that, that, that had to be a, like yeah. a big scene, like a top scene for oh, me of God. that movie. It was no. just that beat there. And I think people point to that scene as like, this is it. This mm-hmm. is this is the high watermark of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then again, too, yeah. when he loses his mind at the, and he's at the, <laughs> you know, at, at the roller coaster. Well, that, I mean, Clifford's whole... still threatening like, oh, like. Now, Clifford how, does not change until no. he's literally about to be killed. He's like, how many years for kidnapping do you think you'll get, Uncle Martin? Like, yeah. it's like, you little shit. I mean, in fact, when he's hanging there. He doesn't even, I mean, Martin doesn't even jump to save him right away. He's like, maybe I should do society a favor and just like let you die. And it's honest. That's a really honest moment there too, yeah. actually. Because <laughs> And you know what? You really kind of think like maybe he is an awful kid. He literally right. like was going to crash a plane. Yeah. Yeah. I think he even said something about how like sugar and Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. He called, yeah, he was he compared him to Hitler, I think, twice in yeah, the movie. Twice. And then yeah. at the end, he, he's like, God, how, like, what happens if you get some plutonium? You're like, I just made the bestest that nuclear bomb great. in the whole world. Oh, that's so great. And I also, I also kind of like that, like, the tropey thing when a straight man character, like, mocks the crazy character in their, like, yeah, way. Like, I do, too. And I think he did a really good job of that. Oh, yeah. No, he, he is so furious yeah like that angry sort of Ooh. yeah and i don't know if you notice when he went that whole scene where he like he's like oh i need chocolate you know and he goes to get it that um the guy running the convenience store mm-hmm. that is a character actor who i should have looked him up he's been in like lots of stuff kind of always as those sorts of characters but the one who offers like the yeah. chocolate bunny oh shoot yeah he was I like can't. charlie's landlord and it's always sunny and he's definitely I know, done I know a lot of other things who you're talking he's about he's a very distinctive look but yes anyway he's in it i, I just kind of was like ah you know when totally. i saw him I'm like i know that guy it was both a commercial and a critical failure it was both which you know that's but it's kind of got a cult following now and yeah I have no memory of this at all. And I mean, we watched Three Amigos in our house growing up. So like, yeah. I we were definitely Martin Short people. And I mean, he is bananas in this. And there's no question that I, at times, I'm just like, you're psychotic and this is insane. And like, it is a great character, but it's also like exhausting. And there's so much of that comedy the, f- the score is so yeah even that, that very first scene every flourish in that airplane ride every yeah. time the dinosaur went up and it was like Voodoo, yeah Voodoo, you know it's like everything's got that yeah like kind of, yeah it's like, too much everything's it's, very plucky yeah it's the whole mo- there's no there's no it's that there's home no, alone thing i think yeah you know? this movie never has a moment of quiet grace no <laughs> not one you know um it was directed by paul uh flaherty I think that's how you say. Yeah. <laughs> Who I guess worked with Martin Short on SCTV. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, was a writer for that. He also wrote for Tracy Allman, The Muppets, mm-hmm. and uh, Primetime Glick, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Because I do love yes, Jiminy Glick. Are. And I mean, I know some people, some people are real huge Martin Short fans. Like, I think, you know, he is a true variety performer. Mm-hmm. He can sing, he can dance, he can act, he can do impressions. Like, he really is an amazing talent. This is him kind of full hill whether you like it or not i mean 
even that part where he just starts singing that he does that like Liza Minnelli song is like he's yeah he's doing the, the broad he's singing the San Francisco song which I was like <laughs> just Scully and I really we enjoyed it and also we're just like this is ridiculous, ridiculous. This is insane no yeah. we were both like what 10 year old boy would even know that exactly <laughs> no it was at that moment that I was like oh they just let Martin Short just kind of do whatever off his leash you, you either like it and you're on board or you don't Mm-hmm. But I do think that it was kind of the end of an era of Martin Short being a really big star. Yeah, this, I mean, this he I was, heard kind of took yeah. a took a yeah, you know, it did something. It took he took a blow. Yeah, it it wasn't this wasn't a good move. Uh, of course, you know, <laughs> you had to wait four years to find that out. So that's fun. That's really sad. Um, yeah, Charles Grodin, however, totally fine. You know, yeah. came away unscathed. But yeah, I think went on to do Beethoven. There's a bit of a privilege you have when you're playing more of a straight man character. Oh, and like, and like a wacky potential bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and film. I mean, Charles Grodin also did this thing where he would go on Letterman and Tonight Show and he would kind of like play a character, which was basically mm. somebody who didn't really enjoy being on a late night talk show. Yeah. He would be a really shitty guest. He wouldn't, you know, be too forthcoming. Definitely worth going on YouTube to look for. Oh, definitely. But I, you know, there, there's times where he really um johnny carson just just totally gets kind of unhinged from what he normally does yeah those appearances a lot of times people thought were kind of like genuine they didn't understand that like it was kind of a it was a character yeah kind of like andy kaufman used to do that stuff too paris hilton even yeah yeah i mean i just watched a video about her recently oh yeah (laughs) so i'm like shoehorning she's right up there no yeah i mean frankly frankly they all do there's nothing on a late night talk show that isn't agreed to planned ahead and like nothing's an accident right so for him to come on and kind of planned but like i'm gonna do whatever i want kind of vibe to it people were just you look to the you end up looking to the host to make sure like it's okay like it's yeah because okay. you hear some people kind of like you know sucking in their breath through their teeth and or you know light booze or whatever but um they're really funny yeah like they're really funny to watch oh, and man. i love him i love him i can tell yeah. and it's great and it's great him. and i think i think you know, it was a pleasure to watch him in this film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> human boy. <laughs> Look at me like a human. Oh, that it's such so a, good. That was such a great moment. I do love that. Okay. So Martin's day job. Yeah. Is planning a mass transit system for the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. Too. That was absurd. But he also designs roller coasters. Yeah. It's interesting that he has a connection to dinosaur world this whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a designer of the ride, like the big ride yeah. there too. The you know t-rex ride whatever it was called i can't remember it's so interesting to me that that scary larry yeah i don't know whatever it was yeah it almost feels like they sort of buried the lead with that a little bit like how he had control to like he you know yeah i mean he mentions that like he worked there or he designed one of the rides like when he picks them up at the airport they like sing the theme song together right. they, they're aware of it but yeah. like as when part he, of, it's part of why he like clifford's so betrayed when like he, they can't go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that does make sense i think for me i was just like and i was aware of that with the design aspect and then at the end it's like he's literally driving into this park it's like closed at night, but there's a night attendant there that's just like, right. whatever you say, Martin. And, and he looks psychotic at that point. He's I mean, he's psych- like, and he's just getting free reign to like, he's got those dead eyes and Clifford's in a straight jacket. 
He's in a straight jacket. <laughs> They're going on this ride. He destroys the ride and nearly kills a child. Yeah, but it's all okay. It's all okay because he designed the ride. Yeah, but he also, the model of the LA transit system somehow got blown up. I never followed how that was possible. Yeah, it just Clifford would... had a weird, like, technical mastery. Apparently. I don't know. He is truly the devil. I mean, like, th- at that anniversary party we mentioned earlier, replacing the Bloody Mary with just tobacco sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, replacing the, 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 the lipstick with, yeah, the, the lip balm yeah. with lipstick. And, yeah. then, and then the whole time, you know, the trouble that's brewing outside is that the cops are coming to get him because there was a bomb threat. Like call yeah, he he put like multiple seeds of destruction. Oh out, my god! And not in a playful way. No, like a home alone. He, like or, he you know. he clearly it's premeditated and for revenge. And it's not. And he's and it's vile. Like some of it. Yeah. You know? It's like I read somewhere that they were like, oh, it's kind of a manifestation of like the anxiety of being a first time parent. Mm-hmm. Like what if you? Because I mean, when you see the parents at the beginning, I mean, Richard Kinn is as kind. <laughs> there, I did it. Uh, he's at his wits' end. I mean, he's yeah. he's. I, he's I so love funny. that was also a really funny moment for me at the beginning. And we were both kind of like, oh, too bad we won't get more of him. But yeah, he was really barely in there, and he was so damn funny. He was very very funny, uh, and the mom just so beleaguered too. And they're both just like so she, thrilled that they can dump him. All. Yeah, and she like is drinking. Yeah, like she's just kind of she's drunk. broken. Yeah, she's like, been broken down. She's like Clifford, honey. They're, it's like they've been given a devil child and it's taken all their life force and you and know. he's and he's he he is very quickly not a child that is easy to sympathize with because he's not just boisterous no. he says like a really biting oh, mean thing to the whole, woman in front of him not like oh, beyond yeah. the fact that okay she's being maybe she's caring or whatever but like he, yeah he like oh he yeah it's deep no he's there's a lot of moments like that like yeah. there's a lot of like like that oh what if you know if they have the kids and what if they name their kid martin are they gonna name their right, kid their first you? child martin yeah. yeah i mean you don't tell somebody that they have a nice wig that's not a compliment i yeah. didn't say it was nice <laughs> i said it was the bestest wig i've ever seen there is a difference i'm like i want to strangle you yeah awful. i want to strangle you awful uh right into the ground clifford's wardrobe yeah it's like a ventriloquist doll or yeah he something. literally like looked, just looked like a he's got the little socks and the little like shorts a little, like a little puppet like and the tie when he like swaps clothes with that kid at the, the gas station yeah <laughs> i do love the shot of that kid wearing clifford's clothes that and was... counting the bills <laughs> but i'm also like where's clifford getting this cash i mean it, it must be just Martin's, stealing or right? he's just yeah, yeah where there are certain things that go unanswered oh and or, he took all that shit from the airport that wasn't his when he flew in including a dog that we don't see ever again. yeah there, there are a lot of um just gaps in logic that are never, i don't even i don't even care it's just know. like more the like how many fucked up things does this kid like he's, do i think caught me up at the end is the fact that this ride was destroyed and this boy like ruined martin's life and all this stuff but then the next time we see them it's, it's at all, the wedding it's all good it's all good we assume i know um well and he must be okay because right he grew up to be a priest i guess yeah he must he must be a good i guess he's a good man now good know. man but then he pulls out the dinosaur and talks to it again. i know it's just chilling yeah i was like that's like at the end where the the the, the guy is dead and his eyes are closed and the camera zooms in and his eyes open 
that had that vibe for sure because he also had the maniacal look that was like yeah but it all, it's also also funny just because it juxtaposed with like really like that playful silly like oh it's that boisterous kid music like yeah cue that boisterous kid music while he's making this like i'm gonna go kill people well, like, and like the opening i mean the whole thing is framed it felt like the whole framing device was like come like it almost feels like they came up with that after the fact mm-hmm. and then that is framed by like there's like a, the opening title card is like a little it looks like a little fairy tale book page or something and it says yeah and then the fairy tale book page i felt like was incongruent with what we were actually presented with exactly like the opening titles were all over like images of like like a fairy tale book of like knights and armor and dragons and and that didn't i was like what is this connected to exactly apart from just being juvenile like in a literal sense but then also the blurb that is like oh you know kids see things as adventure and exciting but adults see it as fear it didn't make any sense like it's exciting for a kid when a plane (laughs) when the plane's engines go down yeah i mean i think like there's some line about like being upset or frustrated has consequences i don't know there was a moral in there somewhere but it's i don't know they didn't need it i'm like i would have just cut that whole story and started pretty, with the, pretty i would have started on the plane and it would have given richard kind i would have given him like 10 more scenes yeah <laughs> that's that's how we solved that I think that would have. I think that could have addressed it more. Yeah. But it, uh, it would, it, we would have had to have bumped him up to being more of a main protagonist. And I it's suppose like he's his shortcoming is not being a more patient father or something. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I not felt like earned. I felt like if there were a bunch of fathers in the theater, I feel like they related hard to uh, Richard Kind and then Charles yeah. Grodin. Yeah. I, mean, I think anybody would relate to Charles Grodin by the end because this, yeah, this kid is like he's not a happy child. This is a very un- like he is upset about the fact that his parents are burned out on him raising hell Mm -hmm. i do love um just the wardrobe for charles grodin in this movie yeah he's he's like it's a lot of earth tones his house is great i enjoyed it like not the one that he tries to buy for her but like his actual house it's like a craftsman home the actual like interior like yeah he had a nice place i'm like this is a very eligible bachelor <laughs> like i don't know what she's doing hemming and hawing like yeah the, it's so it felt snap like, him up i mean mary is a great actress and i really just like i she like was seeing sweet. her on screen she's, she's very, very sweet, sweet but like um definitely her character was a bit thin and they there's a lot of logical issues with why she is so insistent about the, the children the kid and, thing yeah. and mm-hmm. and why but she's so incredibly naive about this 40 year old man boy child <laughs> yeah right who has a like very unhealthy fixation on her yeah yeah and, no she you're right she's underwritten it she's unfortunately underwritten yeah yeah you know she needed a little zaniness herself you know and i think the necklace thing was a moment of levity that was like i think that was the only time yeah that's kind of the time she's getting laughed but it also is such a serious like horrible thing that's happening to her in that moment yeah and then he laughs at her yeah and then she's like don't laugh and so it's like okay well then now i I don't know what to do now i don't feel like i can laugh at it as much yeah because now i'm like okay because now i'm like that asshole yeah thanks movie it was just yeah that was a weird I, beat. yeah i don't know what to say about that um other than what we just said yeah <laughs> but mary's delightful and i love her, pl- no, her playing these sweet natured women you know that velvet dress oh that was such a good i was like she's a pretty that lady. made me want to work out more yeah <laughs> I oh like, absolutely i was like because that was that was a good dress yeah like you have to have a good body for that to be a good dress. she's just like but she has just a very warm 
persona no, too a, which is nice like yeah but it's it, 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 it she works really well and as that figure of being like an enchanting yeah. but sweet nature like she's she's that madonna whore thing is yeah. like really strong really good and yeah. nuanced there whatever no i hear you she is she is very there, there's like a quality yeah she's got the maternal quality about mm-hmm. her that you know and it, i think it's notable that she's the mom in this film as well as two will ferrell films that i think more successfully tackle this man child issue like elf and stepbrothers oh that's right and oh, i think in, she was in that. i think stepbrothers like, clifford reminded me a lot of stepbrothers or i kept thinking about stepbrothers in a sense because mm-hmm. they're the dynamic the clash is happening more between these two step siblings but it's under this greater guise of like you need to mature and grow up and mm-hmm. uh you know s- stop acting like a selfish entitled brat all the time because that's more or less yeah. what they're doing and i think that in a way stepbrothers kind of mm-hmm. i don't want to say that clifford walked because it clearly didn't walk it it, 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 <laughs> it lived it, yeah. it, clifford clawed at the ground and pulled itself forward inch by inch so that stepbrothers could run okay that's, that's, yeah i like that yeah i think you're right though i think roger ebert said in his review which he gave it half a star uh yeah he said the movie is so odd it's almost worth seeing uh, yeah i like i like that sentiment the it's idea fair. that it's nothing you, has been made like nobody's that. done this yes since nobody <laughs> yes i mean it does show up on a lot of those year-end lists you know things like six worths or a top 10 top 12 worst or a dishonorable mentions like people didn't like it and they they so i mean it has a 13 percent rating on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. um pretty else? darn low yeah it's low it, it actually has one percent less than year one on rotten tomatoes <laughs> wow which shit yeah which that's, I'm, not, I'm not gonna watch that uh it says a lot Oh, there was, I forgot, there was one moment that I did laugh pretty hard at. It was uh, at the anniversary party. There's like a scene where one of Mary, I want to call her Mary, but like one of her older relatives is like charmed by Clifford, mm-hmm. you know, because he does that thing where he's super sweet and like, thank you ever oh, so you're much. So, like, so polite. And she's like, what a beautiful child. Yeah. And then she just starts kissing him in that way that old ladies do to little kids mm-hmm. again and again. And you can tell he's increasingly like, how do I get out of this? And he's just like, wait, <laughs> it's just like this really loud, like, yeah, it, it almost feels like it's no longer a child at that moment. <laughs> it became like Martin short playing. But there were it, a number of those moments where it was so over the top that, yeah, it was it, so, you can't, yeah. you can't get into the character. You can't find, there isn't a way in in some ways like kind of a perfect vehicle like he got to do whatever he wanted maybe that's not true but i guess because it was i mean it has some good moments it has some good moments and i think i think there's uh, something about maybe the camp of its own cringiness yeah you know maybe you're right because sometimes a movie gets so bad it's good again i don't necessarily feel know that this qualifies for that i don't think so either but i think maybe some people do or maybe just it it really shaped them as a kid because we're each to it, it came out for millennial kids predominantly right. or gen x young adults no totally i nostalgia is incredibly powerful you know i cho- again we chose this because charles Grodin just passed away and he was like yeah okay let's do this i think and yeah i think it was very appropriate looking forward to maybe changing gears and doing something not quite so wretched <laughs> yeah I'm, i wouldn't mind watching um, something good to wash a, that out a movie that's above uh, I believe it's your 13%. turn. I believe it's your turn, though, uh, this week oh, or goodness. next next week. 
I think I, I feel pretty tapped out, but like it was, yeah. it was, I'm glad I watched it though. Yeah. No, you me know? too. It was a good piece of cultural data. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For the program. It really, it's, it's really, it, you know, you, you learn a lot about good and bad things. No, it's really good to watch a lot of broad comedies. I think that can be good intel to have maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. no, no, no. It would be good if I had like it could be an ongoing thing where it's like one of us has pre-selected and then we say it in the podcast what mm. we want to do. I don't have that right now. That's okay. But it'd be cool if I was like, surprise! This is what I want to talk about next week. It'd be fun actually if we put it in an envelope and we opened it like the sound of the paper on the mic and do like ASMR. Like, next, yeah, ASMR next week's reveal. Next week. reveal for next week. Yeah, this is the next fresh breath of movie breath of fresh movie <laughs> damn yeah. it no Did but, I get it right i i wasn't i just wanted to say it after you breath of fresh movie breath of fresh movie b o b o f m b o f m boffum 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 city sockum boffum thank you for listening to a breath of fresh movie you can follow us on twitter at fresh movie pod or send us an email at a breath of fresh movie at gmail.com